Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. Jesus, we say holy, holy are you, holy are you. As we've been singing, I just kept hearing that in my spirit, holy are you, holy are you. And the amazing thing that happened is as I would say it, he would say it back to me. I'd say, holy are you, and he'd say, holy are you, and I'd remember that scripture, be holy as I am holy. Yesterday, some of us got to go to a wedding, and I keep seeing in my spirit when the the groom saw his bride coming down the aisle, he saw no stain upon her. All he saw was the perfection of beauty and the perfection of their love. This is what he's doing for us. He has made us his bride. He has prepared us to be holy as he is holy. When he looks upon us and we give him, holy are you, Jesus, we give him our worship. Do you know that he responds with, holy are you? I have made you holy as I am holy. You can enter in in that place. There is a holy exchange happening today. A holy exchange. As we enthrone him on our hearts, he is literally washing our hearts and clothing us to be holy as he is holy. It's an amazing exchange. And we, God, we say, thank you. And we say, holy are you. Worthy are you enthroned upon our hearts are you there is no one worthy but you Jesus thank you for clothing us thank you for washing us thank you for preparing us as a bride to meet her bridegroom we don't know how to express how grateful we are but to say holy worthy We adore you. We adore you, Jesus. And even as we we close worship and go into other parts, God, that doesn't change. We we continue with every word, every action to adore you. Right now, I need you to direct your attention to the front because we're going to welcome up Barb. Barb!
Yeah. Hey guys. Well, I'm I'm Barb. Um, it's so awesome to be with you guys today. Uh, worship was absolutely incredible, but we want to we want to continue worship with uh, with testimony. So um, we got to take a team um, back in March to Sheffield, England. Um, we had a group of myself and eleven others that went and joined um, a group out there from uh, the Well at Woodseats, which is a church plant that got started back in 2020. And I actually um, visited them the year before, and I just saw that they had a very similar heart and mission um, in wanting not only to love the neighborhood and love the people around them, but do family well together. A generational church is what their heart is, desire is, and to go out on mission from that place and see their city transformed. And so we got to take a, a team over there to do that. And so um, also... We want to just also say thank you guys, those of you that supported us. Um, yeah, thank you. Because there was, there was 12 of us on the team, but really we went in as, as an extension of you guys. And you guys not only financially supported us through coming to the fundraiser, also donating um, in various ways, praying for us. Um, we're just so, so thankful. And so um, I, want to, I just want to, you know, we, we, we love to quote this verse, um, in Revelation where, where it talks about, um, you know, the, the angel of the Lord came and he, uh, when he started the revelation to John, he said, um, he said, well, John started bowing down to him and he said, no, no, get up. Don't bow down to me. He said, worship the Lord. And then he said, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And then he went on to talk, and then the next vision was Jesus coming in on a white horse entitled Faithful and True. So what we're doing today is we're going to share testimonies, but these aren't just stories. These are meant to reveal the person of Jesus. And so we want, I want to invite you, um, the team members that are come up and, and share. I want you guys to come on up. And <clears throat> they're going to share stories, but these testimonies are meant to reveal Jesus. So, yep, Zena's starting us off. All right. I'm so excited to share this particular testimony because I got to hear more of the story. So I need to read a scripture first, and I know I only have a few minutes, but it's in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, and it, it's, uh, it says, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. So this first came alive to me because of this particular testimony. So, um, so Leah, uh, so we went to a, a beautiful little town called Dr- Dr- Dronefield, Dronefield, I always say it wrong, and out to evangelize, and Leah's group went out, and uh, they went out and they met this couple, and from what I heard, they had the most wonderful God conversation with this couple, and so much so that they invited them to church that Sunday, and I think they were like, okay, well, maybe, who knows. And so now, fast forward to Sunday, 
And I get there, and of course, you know, 99% of the people I don't know. And I'm walking around and, and getting ready to sit down, and, and this, this person caught my eye and, you know, didn't know why. And I said, well, I can just give it to you, Lord. I don't know why, but maybe I'll talk to them after the service. So I go and sit down, and then we all got up as a team to, to greet the church and to um, uh, introduce ourselves. And then after that, Barb asked, she said, does anybody have, a, of the team, does anybody have a, a, a prophetic word for the house or for a person? And I heard myself say, I do. <laughs> and inside I said, you do? You know, and so God does that with me. He usually takes me from zero to 60, and that's kind of how I operate many times. So I realized, okay, it's this person, and they were at the very back of the row. I didn't know if he was with anybody, but he was sitting next to a lady. And so I said, you gentlemen back there, and I told her what he's wearing, and, and then I give him the word. And basically, you know, there was a lot to it, but basically it was that God saw him, that God heard him, and especially that God heard him say, what about me? What about my future? Do I have a future? And then et cetera, et cetera. So I sat down, but I really felt, I said, I don't even know these people. And the, and the, and the rest of the word was pretty, I felt kind of intense. So I had to go talk to them after service. So I go up, make a beeline for them. And I get up to them, you know, you know, hoping that it's all good. And I said, I said, hi. And they go, oh my gosh, they were so excited. And they, I said, did it make sense? They said, completely. Well, unbeknownst to me, I kind of stepped back and I almost bumped into Leah and I go, well, what are you doing here? And she goes, this is the couple that we invited to church earlier that week. And so, so it was so amazing. They were so excited. But the rest of the story, that Barb got a, uh, uh, she talked with Duncan and Anna to get updates and such. And I'm just so excited because that verse I read is the God that gives the growth. Is they said this couple since that day has been faithfully coming to church. Um, that they have been excited. That God is just deeply touching their hearts, especially Him. He gets wrecked at you know through every through every worship service. And and one of the things. He he said, he shared with them that I thought was so cool is he said that Sunday that they came, he was very reluctant to be there. He wasn't sure. And then he gets this strange person telling, you know, calling him out. But he said, when I, when I, or the Lord gave him that word, he said, something inside me awakened. And that, when I heard that, that just so blessed me because, because I, I had this little statement I wrote that, that it just, it was, I, I love to see the connect the dots, how God does that. But it was, I just saw that this was such a clear picture to me of ministry teamwork that was anointed and led by Holy Spirit and the amazing fruit that was birthed from that teamwork. And then I just thought, you know what, may God continue to, may we let God continue to use us effortlessly because it was such an amazing testimony and there's more to their story, but it's just so exciting to see the teamwork we did to get these people where they needed to be and now they're, they're off and running. Powerful. Wow. That was so powerful. The trip was so, so amazing. We got to do this training for evangelism, and we had like this group of people that were just kind of sitting out, and me and Trey were teaching this team. And it was just so cool to see how like involved that they were and excited. They were asking great questions. They were like, you know, what happens when, you know, like somebody doesn't, you know, respond or like, you know, whatever. And they just like, they were very much involved. So we went out and we did this outreach. It was really, really amazing. And, and sometimes people would be like, so like, do you need to have like a prophetic word? Like, do you need to do this? And I'm like, sometimes, but like, sometimes you're just like, you go out and see what the Holy Spirit does. Like you just see who's responding. And so they, um, 
one of the girls just said, it's so encouraging just to see like that you can just do it. Like you just, just seeing someone else do it and being like, I didn't know, it was, a lot of people said, I didn't know it was that easy. I didn't know that you could just go out and just be like, you're at the grocery store and you're just like, oh, there's somebody buying chips next to me. I'm going to talk to them about Jesus. Like, it's just like, you don't have to have this like direct correlation or this like, oh, you know, like this like bright light shining down on them. So that was just like really cool. Also, praise Jesus that, it was just so encouraging to see like there's other people out there that just the Lord is like doing the same thing that he's doing here. It's so encouraging to go to other countries, other places and be like, Jesus is real. He's speaking to other nations. He's speaking to other people. And we're all in this together. Like we are not alone in this. And like we get to see it in the city, but like just to go to another nation and be like, God is like over this whole world. And that just like really touched my heart. And he's just like, he is everywhere. And he's speaking through his spirit to all of us. And it's just so exciting. Sorry, that's just me. I'm just like, I'm pumped about it. Um, also, they are now doing every Thursday outreach. Praise God. Let's give a shout out for that. They took the word and then they stewarded it really well because sometimes people, they just receive the word, but then they don't do anything with it. They stewarded it so well. They're like, we want to do this. We want to continue this. So they're going to Drawnfield and um, Wood Seats and they're, they're switching back and forth every week to do outreach. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. Um, we also get to do a youth um, testimony night, and so that was really, really fun. We got to sit down with the youth, had to have a dinner with them, and uh, just get to know their lives and stuff like that. And then we got to share our testimony, Mitra and Tara, and it was really cool just being able to look at the youth and be like, oh man, like I remember where I was at when I was in that place. And I can't tell you how powerful, and I just went back to my own journey of like when older people stepped into my lives. And I just want to say like, I just want to say thank you to all the older people that have stepped into my life and spoken into my life. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to me. Like, it's just so encouraging for people to just like, just confirm what the Lord is saying. And just to also be like, I've been where you're at and I see where you're going and I'm confirming the word of the Lord over your life. And so I just want to, I just want to say that you have a voice and that you have such a voice over like the generations that are below you and stuff like that, just to, to see what God is doing in them and just to call it out. And everyone can do that. Everyone can do that. So anyway, it was just such an encouraging night. We got to sit with them, prophesy over them, um, just pray with them, and they were just sponging it up. And I I just want to say, sometimes you can't tell how much they're receiving because sometimes they're just kind of like taking it in, but like they're receiving so much more than you could ever expect. Sometimes we'll hear later on and you'll be like, man, I didn't even think that they were getting anything out of it. But then like, they're like, they were wrecked. They were wrecked that you saw them. They were wrecked that you loved them. They were wrecked that like you spoke into their lives. So I just want to say that like sometimes you can't always see how much your impact is making, but you are making an impact every time you reach out. You have no idea how hard this is for me. This is just not part of who I am, but something I did learn in Sheffield was just to have a willingness to do what isn't comfortable and what isn't easy. And and in reality, I think we all do it all the time. We all share our faith. We share our love with people. But being in Sheffield, it was kind of like having the City of Transformation Wednesday night for 10 solid days. And and, and it was a, a real stretching time for me just to be willing 
Because people would come and want us to pray for them or prophesy over them and, and to simply be willing to open up my mouth and not know if it made any sense or if it was even significant, but just to trust that the Holy Spirit yeah. would take what I was willing to say, like I am now, and just just use it. And so, you know, I just... There, there were so many good things that happened, but I think what really happened in a lot of our hearts was that our hearts were just softened to just allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. And I felt like Sheffield felt like home. They just had accents. Um, but the, the way that they worshiped, the way that they, they communicated to other, the way that they just engulfed us into their family was just really, really precious. And, and it made me realize how big and how wide the family of God is. So, so yeah. So preparing for this trip, I knew I was going to be stretched. I uh, never been out of the country, never been on a missions trip. So I prepared, right? Mentally prepared. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to be stretched. I'm going to stretch myself. The Lord's going to stretch me. But little did I know how much that was going to happen, right? And so I honestly, it didn't stop in Sheffield. I literally see things differently. Everyone we meet on the street is for a reason. And so, not just a missions mindset, but a daily mindset. Lord, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to say it? And so there were times, you know, like Mary, Mary said, that they want us to pray for them. They want us to prophesy. And um, I just remember praying over someone. And then what I prayed, Barb took and declared. And I went, oh, wow. That's like another step to not just praying, but to declare what the Lord is saying. And it's not even just to hear the Lord's voice. So I will tell you, when I heard the Lord's voice, I was like, ooh, I heard the Lord's voice. I must need to say this. Not so. It is an opportunity to say, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? Do you want me to say this? How do you want me to say this? So it's when you hear the Lord's voice, it's to inquire, it's to ask. It's not just to hear his voice, it's to honor it. It's to turn aside and say, it's to turn aside and say, I care about what you want for this person. And so that changed me. And actually, the story I'm going to end with is when we stood up on Sunday to just introduce ourselves or say whatever the Lord was going to have us say, I had already decided I'm not going to say anything because this is all new for me. I'm just, you know, I'm, I've been good. I've been doing what the Lord asked, so I'm not going to say anything. On my way up, Trey looked at me and he said, you have a word. <laughs> and I went, I do? Hold on, right? And so I'm standing up there, and I kid you not, we're all standing up in the front, and the microphone is being passed. And I, I, I'm passing it very quickly. Oh, here, Trey, you have a word. Trey, you have a word. And it kept coming back to me. And, and so I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to turn aside and I'm going to inquire, what do you have for me to say? I'm going to open my mouth. You feel it. And Trey, actually, he stepped back and I stepped up. And it was just an amazing way for the team to just come together and just the flow. Honestly, I could not have done what I did without the team. So thank you guys.
come on. Man. I'm just so, I'm just so amazed at how the Lord utilized this team. And uh, we, we met together as a team a few different times before we left, and we, we would just sit, we would <laughs> go over logistical things and talk about practical things, but then most of our meeting time was just to sit before the Lord and ask him, Lord, what do you have to say? And for each person to be able to listen to the Lord and hear him specifically it wasn't just one person or the, the leaders of the team that brought the word of the Lord, but it was each person be able to carry the word of the Lord with them on this trip. And every person that went on this trip contributed in, in a valuable way. There wasn't one person that was needed more than the other. And I just, I, I keep going back to, I mean, it was, it had to have been the first Sunday that I was at Father's house and you, you don't, you didn't have to be there for very long, but, but our, our founding pastor, Steve, he would say, we're a family on mission. We're a family on mission. We're a family on mission. And the thing is, is you can't do the mission part without the family. Amen. You can't do it. It doesn't work. It turns into ministry. It turns into weird things. But the family part, when you are a family, when you come together, you see each other in the value that that person is next to you. When you see the way God has designed them and you see how you, the Lord's designed you and you see how those two things complement one another, then there's not a mission that Jesus can't send you on. Because the truth is, there's a lot of, I've, I've been in a lot of mission type of things. I've been on a lot of mission trips. I've been in mission environments. And the thing is, is when you go on a mission trip, you're very intentional. Okay, we got to study the culture. We got to learn the language. We got to do, we got to figure out what, what, what do they wear? How do I fit in? People are very intentional about that. But guys, why are we not doing that with the person right next to us? Why are we not learning their language? Why are we not learning how to make them feel loved and seen? You see, family is a place to belong. And that's what I really saw this family do. And I watched them step in and be able to create family for the person that they only knew for a day. These two congregations, these two church bodies came together as family and mission was done. And so I just, I love that we as a family get to demonstrate that. And I was so honored to see that happen in Sheffield, England. But I'm also so honored to be back here in Portland as family, as we continue our mission to bring the revelation of Jesus into Portland in this region. So, I'm done with 1229, that was pretty good. You do? Okay. Oh. There's nothing really much more to say. Um, we, I just want to say right now, so don't forget, we're, we have a prayer team up here if you want prayer. It is such a beautiful and powerful thing that we've heard from these who went to Sheffield. This is how the Lord expresses himself through his people. And you notice each one has a little bit different personality, each one has a different gift, but they all work together beautifully. And I, I, I also have to say that I'm so proud of this house. 
you know, those who, um, when David, King David went out to fight, he said those who stay behind with baggage get the same reward as those who go out to war. And that's what occurs here. So those of us who stayed behind and gave and prayed and supported, we all reap those rewards, don't we? And the Lord is genuinely building his family. John 17, Jesus prayed, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. And um, that is a prayer that I, we never had any doubt it would be uh, answered. But we are in an amazing time in history because we're actually seeing it being fulfilled in our lifetime and in our midst. So hallelujah. So prayer team's going to be up here. If you need prayer, please come up and, uh, and receive prayer. And Father, I thank you so much for the goodness that you bestow on us. I thank you for the, uh, we, we just, we bless and thank you for the Sheffield team. We thank you for the church there in Sheffield. We thank you that we are united as one people throughout the earth, every nation, tribe, and tongue. We join together in worship to our King. I thank you. Thank you. Bless the rest of our day. And we, uh, honor you, Father. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org.